Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. I hope you guys like a little bit of punk because that's what I got on the podcast for you to kick it off today. It's Friday. I've been busy and uh, working like a dog. So that's why I got my song on here. So if you guys like that jam, make sure you go to the details of the podcast and you can go download it on iTunes. It's a band called Pulley, song called Working Class Whore. Anyway, on this podcast today, we've got quite a bit of good stuff. Uh, first, we're going to make a... Uh, you heard it here first, the Let's Talk Dubs exclusive, but we'll get more in-depth on another podcast coming up shortly. We will be doing, I don't want to call it an event. Bill and George are going to have one crazy weekend in Vegas. Events kick off Friday night, and I don't want to say events. George and I might just happen to be meeting at a meetup location, and you guys happen to be in town, well, that's great. You can meet up with us. One of the hotels in town will have special room rates that you can connect through our website. Second, on Saturday, there's going to be a morning cruise that goes throughout the Valley in Vegas. And early afternoon, there's going to be a poker run. So uh, it's going to be a fun-filled weekend of events that's going to be the weekend of October 15th. So prepare yourself. Get ready to get all the details in the next few days. We're going to publish it on letstalkdubs.com, and we'll do a special podcast, me and George kind of going over some of the details, but it's not going to be a sit and look at your car type event. It's going to be a weekend event of you being in your car, driving around, being involved, and doing things. So um, it is not an organized official event. There will be a poker run that is going to be a hands-free, COVID-safe poker run, and the good thing about this poker run There could be a stack of cash at the end of this poker run. First, second, third place, get cash money. And I'm sure we'll have some some people giving some prizes for some uh, other people that happen to be involved in it. But I don't want to give too much away today. You guys get some more details. But this will be October 16th and 17th coming up in just less than than a month and a half. So it's going to be uh, an outrageous event. It's going to be a good time. And it's a driving event, man. It's going to be... Uh, well, I don't want to call it an event because it's not really an event. You guys will find out more, so stay tuned. You'll find out this week all the deets on it, and uh, you guys will be stoked to be part of it because it's going to be one radical event. And speaking of radical events, if you guys can't wait till October and you want to do two events, there's an event my buddy William's putting on, and it's called Vegas Auto Fest. That event's coming up September 19th. September 19th, Red Rock Country Club. You guys want more information, go to VegasAutoFest.com. Now... Before we get into this week's podcast and the details of this week's podcast, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Tired of the same old stuff for your VW? Check out Ross Wolf. They have a variety of accessories for your VW. Gas tank clamps, fender washer kits, IDA jet covers, distributor clamps, velocity stacks, and body-to-pan kits. All constructed of T6 6061 aluminum, anodized in a variety of colors. One of the coolest pieces that I personally like is their locking dipstick. Jason and Jared started this company to fill the void in the VW parts industry where customers receive the service they deserve. Where did the name Ross Wolf come from? Well, check out RossWolf.com to read about a man whose commitment to performance was only matched by his dedication to quality parts. To check out more, go to RossWolf.com and check back often for an always expanding catalog. That's RossWolf.com. R-O-S-S-W-U-L-F.com. RossWolf.com. So support those that support Let's Talk Dubs podcast. 
Now, this week's podcast is going to be the first in a unique series of podcasts. We're going to do a listener-focused episode. So if any of you listeners out there got a good VW story, send it on over to me at BillLet'sTalkDubs.com. And if I randomly select your story and I call you up and we do a podcast, guess what? You get to be a guest host on Let'sTalkDubs.com. We talk about your VW story and your history. On this week's podcast, I've got David Zemla. And David works for uh, SNS Cycles. SNS Cycles is um, Harley Davidson aftermarket company that makes a bunch of aftermarket parts for Harley Davidsons. And, uh, you know, he kind of went off into that world, but his roots go back to VWs. He's into classic motorcycles and all kinds of other cool, air cooled stuff. But he sent me an email. We chatted up for a little bit and I said, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do, uh, you guys heard me talk about it before doing a listener, listener supported podcast or listener, uh, a listener content podcast. So uh, I'm sure you guys out there have a lot of crossovers with people. So uh, it'd be pretty good to get some of you guys out there, send me your stories and let's get you on a podcast. Don't forget, support your boy, go to letstalkdubs.com, go to the store, pick up some merch. Also at the end of this podcast, you'll hear the shout outs for people that supported us last week. And without any further ado, guys, let's get into it this week with a listener podcast with David Zemla on Let's Talk Dubs. Okay, everybody, on today's show, we've got uh, the first time, a first of things that we're going to do, and uh, I've said it on the podcast before, if you guys, uh, you know, going to do some listener podcasts where we did, we go in depth on some VW history and some of the listeners, because a lot of us are in different walks of life in different places of the world, and I want to bring people in, and we're going to talk about some of their stories, and uh, I got it, I've got an email from David Zemla, and he's out of Southwest, Southwest Wisconsin, and he shot me an email. We talked for a little bit. I said, well, send me your VW story and let's talk about it. And so on today's first listener podcast, so we've got a listener on the podcast today, and we're going to talk VW story with our first uh, our, our first guest here is David Zemla. David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. First, I didn't even realize that when I signed up for this. Yeah, no, you're the, you're, listen, you're the first. Some people get some stage fright. I do get a lot of emails. <laughs> I do get a lot of emails out there. Some kind of random, some stuff obscure, some stuff doesn't make any sense. And uh, yours, you'd listen to the podcast, and I said, if you guys got good stories and some things to bring on, let's let's have you on the podcast. And so, you'd sent me an email, and you know we're going to talk about your VW story, how you got into Volkswagens, and you've got some stuff that that some people may may know of from being on the forums and things to that extent. So, uh, Let's get let's get into it, Dave, and let's talk about your VW story and how right. you got um, into my, Volkswagens. My VW story actually starts when I'm four. So my dad and mom were hippies back east. Um, my dad was racing a was ice racing a Corvair and put it into a wall, so yeah. it destroyed it. But obviously the engine was okay, and my mom was driving a Splitty. So my dad put the Corvair engine in her bus nice. and we camped out of that. So I have pictures of myself from the summer of love in a Corvair powered Volkswagen bus. Yeah. So, so you're, you're like living it right from the beginning. Right. I'm like four. 
Yeah. So like day one, I got like a Volkswagen problem. Yeah. So we eventually moved to the West Coast. Uh, you know, I grew up in Southern California, kind of the epicenter of Cal look and Volkswagen uh, culture. Um, when I was 14, my uh, I started kind of thinking, man, I need to drive. And my dad was pretty supportive of all of that. And it was a wrench himself. He was always building something. So the neighbor had a ratty 65 bug that was in pretty rough shape. They told us the motor was blown up. So we gave him 200 bucks. It was like every penny I had yeah. at that point. So we're like, I'm all, man, I got a Volkswagen. You know? And that, that very same year, a movie called Dirt had come out. And man, you got to be pretty old to even remember this thing. And it didn't last very long because it was probably not a very good movie. Yeah. But when I was 15, it had a huge impact. It was really about off-road racing. It was about like the Southwest off-road. So it's Vegas and Nevada and SoCal and the off-road race scene. So like in my 14-year-old head, I needed a Baja more than I needed my next breath. Sure. So that's uh, how, and we were, you know, the backstory on all this, we were pretty poor. So we did not have a ton of money to make this all happen. So we lived at the swap meets. And I don't know if, if some of your, your listeners, and I bet a ton of them are from SoCal. Uh, we used to go to the Azusa swap meet. Yeah. And we have to get there at like four o'clock in the morning. And man, I, I was so excited to be there at four o'clock in the morning. So we bought all the Baja kit and all the pieces and built a Baja out of this crappy bug. So, and it, I, I learned how to paint, um, learned how to build an engine. My dad was, he was kind of mean when it comes to stuff like that. So he made me take it apart. <laughs> like, and he said, okay, we got to figure out how to put that together. Like, well, wait a minute, dad. And now, so when you of, say, when you say kind of mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we we see it as kids that our dads being kind of mean, but when we look oh, it, when we look you know, back, it was not. But at the time, I'm thinking, bastard, help me, you know. Right, right. Uh, but it, you know, I'm still obsessed with you know, and I've got visions of myself bouncing across the Mojave at you know Mach three and this Volkswagen. Sure. And the reality was, it was a really crappy '65 bug with a leaky ass 1200cc motor. But, and I, I steal it to, and I taught myself how to drive it. I, I, by the time I actually had my license, I had already sold it. So I never actually got to really legitimately drive it. Right. So and then my mom ends up with a fastback. She had a late seventies, uh, fuel injection fastback. So I ended up wrenching on that a ton. And then I'm um, 17. I dragged home a, 66 square back that was ugly enough where my neighbors went to my mom and said, Hey, can you make him put that in the garage? Oh, wow. That's probably not a great sign. And no. in my 16 year old eyes, it was a gorgeous car. It was awesome. So I, I worked and I got, you know, every penny I could possibly have. And I built that thing and that was my high school car. It ended up, um, on its nuts um, with a, I want to say it was a 1776. The motor was built, the bottom end of the motor was built by Johnny Speed and Chrome. Mm -hmm. And all the peripherals were from Car Custom. So if you're a SoCal guy from that era, man, you spent all your time and money at those places. And they're all Orange County. And Oh, yeah. There. So um, I don't even, I think Car Custom's kind of still around. Johnny Speed and Chrome should not be around. But yeah. I, that's where all my money went, all my passion, you know. And it's, you know, keep in mind, it's like 84 something like that yeah so the car ended up raspberry pink 
you know, it was it was what we'll call period correct now. At the time, it was probably just obnoxious. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I think that was the greatest thing about being, you know, being 16 in that era is that you could go hop your neighbor's yard, hop the wall, see what he's got, cruise the neighborhood, and you see an old square back, an old station wagon. They're like, yeah, that's mom's old car. The thing has got X problem with it. You know, we could just get rid of it for nothing. And as a teenager in the 80s, like you're looking at, you'll be walking on the street, see that car, and you think like, man, that thing's a lowering job a set of eight spokes away Holy. from being like the ultimate <laughs> you know, street you're cruiser. You're there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly it. And you know, the same deal. You're living inside of Hot VWs and VW Trans magazines. Oh, yeah. Like I would I would pedal to the 7-Eleven and to pick those things up. And you knew the day that the new one hit. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, you know, so you're, it was, it was pure 80s in the middle of the cow look scene. You know, I'd already been to a couple of the, the bug ins and the kind of the, the ton of events that were happening around there. So, you know, it was like, I was screwed. I, uh, no matter how hard I tried, I probably could not have gotten away from doing what I did. Yeah. So you're dead right. It ended up on eight spokes. It, it ended up with a fiberglass front end, a one piece fiberglass front end, which to this day I still think is cool. And in the whole rest of the world, probably doesn't. <laughs> a, really listen, a fiberglass front end on a Type 3, that's that's a lot of work to get a fiberglass front end on a Type 3. I mean, uh, you know. Um, it, oh, it, the whole car fought me every single part of the way, but I you know, I had no idea what I was doing, so I'm sure that was a good part of it. Yeah. So I, I, at one point, I blew, I must not tighten my drum enough, so mm-hmm. I stripped the drum off the axle. And the you know car doesn't go, but it goes through all the gears. Couldn't figure it out because I'm a dumb sixteen year old. Right. I pulled the motor, thinking it's the clutch. So and to pull the motor on a lowered car, if you've ever done it, you know you have to pull the motor out of the car, drop the motor on the ground, and then lift the car over yeah. it. Like it's a miserable experience. It is. So, but I could do it in like twenty minutes by the time I got rid of the car. Yeah. There's, so yeah, there's been a viral video going out recently. It's like some place. I think it might be like Brazil or Mexico or somewhere, but a dude lays on his back, tips the motor up, puts it on his chest, and oh, and, geez. <laughs> yeah, and hikes it up in there. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, that's a dude that's been around Volkswagens for a real, a real <laughs> long time. Got it. Yeah, it. I, you know, like I said, and I have. I'm the oldest, so I have two little brothers. So you know, the deal with little brothers, they are just your willing accomplices and whatever stupid shit oh, you're doing. Whatever you come up with is the coolest. Thing. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, totally. They're all okay. <laughs> so, you know, there's blood and screaming and they're all okay. Let's do it. So I actually, I built that engine. Um, so the, I got a long block out of Johnny Speed and Chrome and I was kind of building the car during um, a, a, what was a California cold winter. Yeah. Like I didn't know what cold winters were until I moved to Wisconsin, but it was California cold. So I convinced my mom to let me finish the motor in my bedroom. So, nice. and really I was just, you're bolting on tan and you're bolting on parts, you know, cause it was, it was already, most of the stuff was done. So, it, uh, but it, uh, I finished that motor in my bedroom in like 82. I put the exhaust system on cause I could, and it seemed like a really good idea. I had a little rolling table I was building it on. Nice. Well, it wouldn't fit hallway. So we tilted it up you know, back to the dumb little brothers. Help me. We tilted it up on the clutch in this crappy little table with tiny little wheels rolling on carpet. And it, <laughs> It, it drops and hits the walls a couple of times on its way out. And, and I'm, I'm 54 years old and my mom still brings that up. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, like that's when you're, you're just a dumb kid. That's how you built your car. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, that... I had no money and no, and I was doing it all after school while I'm doing homework and while I'm trying to work and pay for it all. 
So anyway, that, that car ended up raspberry pink. Uh, it was in a couple of shows. I don't think it ever won anything. And probably because it was built by a 16 year old, you know, at the time it seemed like it was the best freaking car ever. And I'm sure if I saw it today, I would just go, Oh, that's so gross. Right. Anyway, that, that was a, that was a fun build. I sold it to a little girl at a rival high school who pulled out in front of a Cadillac and destroyed it. So the square, so, so the square back died. It died. Yes. That oh, no. <laughs> somebody brought me a pink piece of fiberglass, um, like months later. So that, that car was gone. So, and then I, um, I went, uh, down the dark side and discovered mini trucks, you know, so then it's like mid eighties, maybe even into late eighties, discovered mini trucks and other goofball cars. All right. Um, all right. Vin- so, so now I have to ask you a question because, a VW, a VW guy is a bit different than a mini trucker. What, what did you notice the difference between the two scenes, like VW guys and mini truck guys? What did you notice? What's well, the biggest difference you noticed? Guys were far more drunk. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, that we, I, the mini truck club thing really seemed really, really cool. And you know, so at this point, I'm what, eighteen, nineteen. Right. You know, because there was just so many parties associated with it. So, you know, there, if you're, again, if you're SoCal dude, you remember Resolutions, which was sure. this once a year epic truck thing. And we were, in fact, uh, I think we still held the record for the largest truck club to attend. So, and with it, the club was Ideal Minis, which, again, back then seemed so important. And I, you look back at now, you go, oh, my God, was I a dumbass. So, <laughs> well, but I, I was obsessed with the mini truck stuff. And that, I won a bunch of shows. Remember RG Canning? They had a whole series. Yeah. So I, I won some of those, um, and I had three trucks, four trucks, something like that. Now, what did, so you, had, what did you have for trucks? What what was your flavor of trucks? Oh, are we allowed to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we can talk. Listen, it's, listen, okay. it's, it's yeah, all right. part of the 80s, man. Like it, People are into it. <laughs> okay, so so I start, um, I'm probably, when I just started the square, so I'm probably 18 or 19. Um, I pick up a, a Ford Courier long bed. Oh, no. Which is arguably one of the uglier mini trucks ever produced what year ford courier oh probably 80 something all right i got i could top that for uglier than that (laughs) so a car i bought off my buddy at the pizza place my buddy mikey he he got from my friend kevin a 1972 ford courier so what's sweet about a 72 ford courier it's got the sad droopy eyes front end Oh, totally. Oh, the little tiny ones. Yeah. Yep. And the My be- best buddy had one. The bed and the body don't meet up. And then <laughs> even better than that, this had a 289 V8 in it. Oh, perfect. And it was on slot mags, jacked up in the back. And then somebody, this was this was the hillbilly mini truck, if there ever was one. So it had a, oh. it had a V8 conversion. Yeah, yeah and, you went on and it uh it had a it had a 289 with a with a C4 tranny in it so it was automatic with a like a impossible to shift b&m shifter and it had deep dish slot (laughs) mags all around so you couldn't slam it so it was sitting it was probably fun to drive though it was sitting jacked oh the thing was a blast the only thing you had you had to pump the brakes 32 times before you got pressure (laughs) but uh yeah that car ever like the top of your priority list no this i'm full stupid on this one so i i i I thought i was a good negotiator so you know as a teenager so i tell i bought it from a body shop and so the bed it was their shop truck Mm -hmm. so the bed had dents out where shit that was in the bed had had moved around and pushed the metal out right it had like zits all over the bed sure so bedside so anyway so i'd say hey here's the deal 
um, I'll buy, I'll give you what you're asking for the truck, but I'm going to bring it back in a couple of months and I want you to paint it for me. Just a single color paint. And the old guy owns the body shop. So yeah, whatever kid. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So sends me on my way, you know? So I did, um, a, the, uh, convertible top conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a company that was making them rat something or yeah, other. Anyway, rat, rat uh, I can't remember, like like rats, rats convertibles or something with like a that. Z or something, right? Rats yeah. tops, yeah. So you take a you know you take a giant saw to your truck, which you know I'm I'm sure my mom was just crapping herself when she saw that. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then I had to do a tilt bed because that was really cool, right? Yeah. So it of course ended up being tilt bed convertible, and again, you know, it's on its nuts, so it was borderline drivable. And so, hold on, I just want to clarify. And this is a this is a Ford Courier, which is like a cr- crossover with the Mazda, right? With the early Mazda. Yes. It wasn't even that good. Yeah, it's a, that's a, it's a, that's a, like even the mini truck crowd is like looking at you like what? what Yo, is- oh, I got the side eye from the mini truck crowd. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. So and it's a long bed. So yeah, you're the least you, sexy mini truck ever. Bad boy for life. I mean, you're not. I you, probably you, had that sticker, right? So anyway, I. So I, that lasts, cause I have like vehicle ADD. So sure. that lasts like 10 months. And then I go, ah, you know, I'm, a, I want to be a cool kid. So I bought a Mazda cab plus, um, it was the early days of the, that Mazda B2000 sure. body style. Mm-hmm. So it was the, the cab plus was, you know, the, that, that was a big deal to have an extended oh, yeah. cab. Big deal. You get a lot of speakers back there. Yep. So, and same deal, it was, it was on the ground and that was, you know, that was kind of the height of that Euro style. So it was white. So everything was white. Every single part of it was, was monochromatic, you know, and it was, it was just cliche. That's, that's the look. Oh, at the time it was right. But it was pure cliche eighties. So we did every SoCal and we even did some Nevada stuff, a uh, show available. Even did, I, we did a lot of NorCal stuff too. So that, that thing saw a ton of, of shows and it won the RG Canning series for, I don't even know what class that possibly would have been, Yeah. but it, it was, that was a fun truck. And then, uh, and then I decided mini trucks were not cool anymore. So I built a Toyota minivan. You ever seen that the early Toyota minivans? It's like a lunchbox with wheels. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, lo- it looks like a, it looks like a boom box, like a Japanese boom box. It, it's like, it's not even that good. Right. right. So I built one of those, put it on the ground. Um, it would actually wear through the trans pan every well, couple just, of months. I mean, you're going pretty far out there. I mean, you're going from like like the mini truck, the bad boy mini truck, to like slamming a van, which is like, in all actuality, you're getting out there doing stuff that's different. So I'm taking it. You're you're kind of a a guy that walks to his own drum beat. There. Uh, that's what my friends say. <laughs> I don't think they mean it in a good way, but yeah. So anyway, so that I, I uh, that would probably last a year. Then I got into jeeps and four buys and married and kids and blah 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 you know so that that kind of is like my vw story up until oh man probably about seven eight years ago now let me yeah. ask this question doing the vw thing and 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 doing you know hands-on mechanical stuff with engines and all that kind of stuff does that does that help transition you into your career at all into what you're doing or it, yeah, it certainly didn't hurt. I mean, I, I grew up wrenching. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, I've had, I've probably had 50 motorcycles. Right. You know, I, I end up um, in the motor. So uh, I worked, I had I worked in ad agencies. I'm a marketing guy. Sure. And then I end up um, at a company called Performance Machine in the late 90s, who builds wheels and billet stuff, brakes and stuff like that for the Harley space. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of realized that's, that's, that's fun. 
yeah. you know, and that's right after that is kind of the peak of that, that custom Harley world. So everybody's mad at their money and, you know, it was a good place to be. <laughs> right. Take my money. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Awesome. You know, we, we made $2,000 wheels. <clears throat> so it was, it was a, it was an awesome time. The, uh, that company gets bought by a conglomerate that owns all these other motorcycle accessory companies. Mm-hmm. So I end up bouncing around there for like a couple of decades. So it, it ends up being kind of a neat, you know, program. So, um, and I, I did a suspension company and a wheel company, and then I helped recreate another company that was, you know, kind of cool kids accessories. So it was, it was definitely really, really fun times. And, and it's all in so, the motorcycle space, right? Yeah, it's all motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all Harley's. It's, it's really, you know, um, which are mostly, uh, I mean, still mostly air cooled, short of like the uh, the the V rods water cooled, right? Well, I guess not, some uh, of the V rod isn't made anymore. There's some baggers that are like um, kind of uh, helped water cooled. The, mm-hmm. the exhaust valves are water cooled. None of the rest of the motor is. So there's, you know, Harley gets more water over time. The bulk of the and the most popular ones are are actually air cooled still. Yeah, and they, they're and they're really they're solid machines. They're you know Harley has really come an amazing way, you know, and, and then that battle to keep that classic feel and still keep up with emission standards and everything else. Yeah, and they they've done a really good job. So you know, so I'm and I I at that point I don't even know how many motorcycles I've owned, but I I go through like a sportster fetish and got a couple of baggers, and ridden all over the country, and anyway, I built a Caf A BMW with a sidecar. What year so BMW? Yeah, so you're wrenched on a vintage BMW. It's like the Germans kind of went their own way on on motorcycles. It, right. Well, in cars as well, right? So the uh, the the bike is a it's a terrible machine. There are 13 separate parts in the throttle assembly yeah. on the on handlebar. It they, it is so over designed. Anyway, it's, this is like a 70s ish toaster tank um, BMW. I make it into a cafe with a sidecar. If you've ridden a sidecar, it's like not a car. It's not a motorcycle. Right. It's a thing. It's its own thing. I hated it. I, <laughs> I, I rode my daughter to I rode my daughter to school in it all the time, and otherwise, I never used it. I just hated it. So I I put it on Craigslist and sold it, and I got a ton of money for it. So I'm thinking, okay, that's t- it's time for the next build, and I you know really really fun to go back and build a, a mini truck. Yeah. So at this point, I a i think my son is 10 so I have, I have two sons and a daughter my youngest is is really like him and i are building projects mini bikes and bicycles and rc cars and stuff like that together and he's so he's with me during this whole process and he hates the idea we go look at one and it's already it's already channeled it's already body dropped and everything and he won't even get in it he just hates it oh really oh, dude why what's the problem he goes i, I think this is stupid because you shouldn't build a mini truck. He says they're not worth any more built than they are when you buy them as a pile of crap. Right. And I'm all, and I want to argue with him because he's ten, right? And I'm all, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so what are you thinking? He goes, I think we should build a Volkswagen bus. Well, oh man, I, you know, even so, this is seven, eight years ago. I'm, even then, you, I, there's no way I was going to buy a splitty, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I'm all, we just don't have the cash for that kid. He goes, No, well, let's look at a bay window. How the hell do you even know what a bay window is? So he starts searching Craigslist and he finds one. We go look at a couple, you know, he finds one. He, the guy wants 2,500 bucks for it. It's a, it's essentially a metal box. There's no motor, no trans, no electrical. It, it's been abandoned in the desert for 20 odd years. So it's dry and it's relatively straight and there's no rust, but 
man, it's missing a lot of pieces. Guy wants 2,500 bucks for him. My kid says, you know what? Offer him a grand, see what happens. I'm all, okay, I'm hoping he tells me to pound sand, right? right. And he does. And then he calls up because my kid's the one that's communicating. With him. He calls up my kid like a week later. <laughs> hey, my wife says I got to get this thing out of here. Just come get it. Oh wow! So I'm all, oh crap! So okay. now you're now you're committed. Like okay, I <laughs> okay. guess I guess we got this now. I don't even have a trailer. I, so I send a flatbed to go get it. Anyway, we the kid and I start building it. I've got a bunch of bike projects for work that I'm kind of in the middle of building. So it starts off the world's slowest build. You know, so I put window rubber in it because it's it's completely dried out and I don't want any water inside of it. So I just need to seal it up and uh, you start hunting for parts and the kid and I find parts and we, you know, having a kid who's an enthusiast and kind of is knowledgeable is super impressive to old guys. Yeah. So my kid has, has scammed old guys out of every Volkswagen part they have. I don't even know how many times now. Right. Right. So our first trip, we needed some wheels because one of the rims was bent and needed tires or something. The guy emptied his shed into my truck. He filled the inside and the bed of my truck with his spare parts. Nice. It was awesome, right? So we're all, huh, all right, we got some going on here. So we we slowly build this thing. You know, I've got a motor done. Uh, brothers in, they're in Azusa or something? I don't remember where they are. Yeah, brothers Machine? Yeah, Brothers builds me a two liter out of the junk parts that uh, my kid and I have picked up along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's a hydraulic lifter, two liter type four with a mild cam in it. Um, I'm I, I figure I'm going to do Caddyshack carbs. You know, they, they seem to have a pretty good sense of how to set up a carb and not have to involve me. Right. So that seemed like that was a better plan. The uh, Benko built make trans. It's funny. Uh, Benko calls me. I drop off trans. Benko calls me. He says, hey, uh, um, I don't know what happened to this transmission, but it seems like you ran it out of oil and then drove it another 150 miles. Well, OK, wow. man. <laughs> I pulled it out of a shed somewhere. I didn't do that. He goes, okay, well, that's what happened to it. And none of the parts are salvageable. I'm like, damn. So, yeah, so he built me a freeway flyer. So, it's you know, so that it's got decent power and it's not as, you know, racy as your stuff, but it'll go down the road. Now, real quick, this bus that you bought, this bus, now you bought this bus in Wisconsin. No, I bought it in California. Okay. I bought it. I was going to say, because look at the pictures of it, and it doesn't look like, which you guys will see the pictures at the, on letstalkdubs.com and go to the blog page, and you'll find the blog page to follow with pictures for the podcast. But, okay, so you scored this bus in California. Yeah, yeah. Well, later on in my Volkswagen story, you'll realize how bad it is to buy a Volkswagen in the Midwest. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, words, I, well, that's why I was looking at these pictures, and I thought, man, that's a dang clean bus from Wisconsin. Oh, it man. was. Like, it was actually it was relatively straight, um, zero rust. Um, it was, you know, the the upholstery, what little upholstery it had, had been dry rotted out of it. You could actually reach in and grab the windshield because the window rubber was all dry rotted out. So no, the sun had bleached it, but you know, it had not ever seen water. So yeah, so I had the bus in California for two or three years, you know, enough to kind of figure out what I was going to do with it. I fell in love with this crazy green on uh, the Fiat 500s, those little tiny Fiat 500s. Right. And it, uh, Fiat calls it Verde Chiero, which is light green in Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell in love with that color. So I'm all, okay, that's, that's, that's my color. And I, so we always knew that was what it was going to be. But at that point, I'm so far away from painting it. It's not even funny. So we, we start collecting parts and building stuff. And, you know, I work with some of the, the guys are really, really trusted in California. Um, Wagons West um, did the suspension on it. So it's a four inch narrow beam, drop spindles, you know, adjustable spring plates, 
you know, it's kind of all the right stuff. I raised the beam an inch into the, the body. The uh, It's C-sectioned, I think it's six different places just to kind of clear everything. Yeah. Ride's really nice. I mean, the, the engine would probably hit the ground at some point, but it'll, it actually goes down the road really nice. So I was really pleased. I did uh, Monroe Air Shocks, which is just enough to get it high enough to get it on a trailer to go to the shows. Nice. So, but it's it's a legit driver. I mean, we put it around all the time. And, yeah. So now, anyway, and yeah. You started building. You started building this bus in, in 2013 or 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Grab this bus, and so the, you're living in Southern California at this time. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. People used to drive by and ask to buy it. Yeah. You know, in oh, like a bus is such a coveted. Even a bay is such a coveted. Uh, you know, vehicle, you know, here, I, I don't know if they would even know what it is. Nonetheless, yeah. one. Bays have so, been going up a ton. I, I had a bay and those are the guys that listen to the podcast. I bought a bay like two years ago at a car show and my, my crew cab is a 62, my Boron bus is a 67. And it's like, I had this 74 bay, man. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it was super nice to drive. Cause it was like, Way more room, way more relaxed seating position. <laughs> I, to a I mean, just it. yeah, steering it, the the getting yeah. in and getting get out. I mean, obviously Volkswagen evolved for their buyer as the car went along, but I think uh, you know these things are starting to be sought after because obviously the splits are not around. And I I I bought one, drove it for a year to some shows, and made a really good return on it, and didn't even <laughs> awesome. didn't even touch it. You know, so. That's just another testament to that. If you can find the bays, which the bays on the street don't really seem like they have a high value, but in the scene, they're, you know, they're they're, they're, like the 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 Westies, uh, like a really clean, solid Westie is mm-hmm. even as a bay is worth good money. The mine was a not would have been a nine seater, so it would have been somebody's station wagon, right. There's no cool anything associated with mine. So, which, anyway, so yeah, so the, we finished the, the bay here. I found a local painter to do it for me. You know, we, I spend a winter putting it all back together because we blow it completely apart, you know, doors off, do a real legit, you know, show paint job. Sure. Which was, that's the first time I'd ever done that. And maybe the last. Yeah, it's, it's an undertaking. And then after it, you're done, it feels expensive and painful. And, you know, obviously that there's a lot of flat surfaces on a bus and blah blah anyway so but well, we we finished it um the first show we have is this big show a big by midwestern standards in minneapolis uh-huh. so it and i trailer this thing up here it's a three and a half hour drive we're so freaking excited we roll in and we're we're a little on the late side you know they're they're, they're hustling us to the other side to un, to get it off the trailer guy comes in, he goes hey i need you to park it right here Oh, okay. So another guy says, Hey, that's where the uh, guy who won the show last year parked. Oh, cool. <laughs> right. I hope that how helps me, but I don't know. So we, uh, we actually won that show. So that was kind of fun. Nice. So that was and literally the, the you could still smell paint on the thing. Well, so that, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things to take it to a show and then just be able to be around a bunch of other VW gearheads and swap stories and whatever and and hope that you at least place or something but to go and win your first time out to a show you know it usually means you're doing something right because it may you may be doing something different or you know you're coming up with your own unique ideas because definitely you're, well, you're, it, it was certainly super different for midwest i, I think yeah. if you drop my locale it would just be another lowered bus but in the Midwest, it, it's quite the anomaly. So it, it did really well. Um, so we did we showed it all that summer, mm-hmm. and it did it did really well. So that was kind of cool. So while that is kind of going on, my actually even before that, so my 
2014 was it's it's 20 right now so 16 my uh my kid wants to start his own project car at 14 nice. which sounds kind of familiar right you yeah know? we you know barn find in california or southwest is so rare because there's no barns in the midwest everything is a barn and because people have space here they're all mad hoarders oh, hoarders imagine. crazy hoarders <laughs> so which is you know i'm sure i offended somebody but like they're, they're, if they look around they're going to realize it's true no it's but true anyway it's, it's true. totally true so and why would you get rid of something if you have space to just put it in a bar exactly so, listen anyway, it's money we, in the bank totally oh yeah so we drag this um manx style short buggy out of this shed and it only one wheel rolls we have to drag it downhill out of the shed so the pan is a little rusted through the body has never even been finished cut like the dash has never been cut so whoever started the car never finished it it is partially wired with single color house wire it has one pulling wheel so my kid gives him 500 bucks for this thing and besides that's going to be his high school project right Mm -hmm. i'm all hey this feels really familiar (laughs) so i gotta i absolutely support that plan so and so he's building that i'm building the bus at the same time in the garage you know that's kind of a cool thing to do with your kids yeah and but both my kids so i have a 27 year old as well who has a bay and a convertible project so both of them have like a volkswagen (laughs) problem they got the problem they both, they both have a problem. They both have the same motorcycle problem. So, like, if any bad thing ever happens, I have full responsibility for the people <laughs> they've become, right? And I'll, I'll happily own that. So, and my, my daughter actually collects vintage Honda motorcycles. So, I have a shed full of vintage Honda motorcycles. Oh, nice. So, anyway, so yeah, I, I really these kids. I, I feel bad about that. So, anyway, <laughs> the, uh, so the kid's building this this car. And he's really getting into it. You know, he, he like hand sandblasts it with a Harbor Freight sandblaster in the front yard. And like he's doing it the hard way, yeah. kind of figuring, uh, you know, he finds this motor. Um, we're we're shopping for colleges for my daughter up in Minneapolis. He's all, I found a motor, Dad. We got to go pick it up. And it's like kind of pricey. And like the guy's all, no, I swear it's got 110 pounds of, of compression, you know, and it's a it's a late you know so it's a dual, dual vent motor but it's out of a convertible gear so it's got bad oil pump and all the all the uh um automatic shit on it yeah. so it's not roll. anyway so it's you know the automatic cars were not great so but they had special things like the you know the the uh um the carb is i think is different the intake manifold is definitely different and obviously yeah. it has this pump that also pumps for the trans so anyway that uh well, okay, you know, and he's insisting on building. So he, every penny he's got goes into this thing. Um, and then we don't even use the motor for like two and a half years. So luckily it all worked out. But man, that was that was a that was a scary move for a right. then fourteen year old or fifteen year old. So anyway, he comes home one day. He says, "Hey, Dad, there is a a sixty five bug on my way to school. That's pretty rough, but the guy only wants a couple hundred bucks to it for it. We should go get it." Well, oh crap. Okay. So we, and it's the same deal, barely rolls. You know, we drag it onto a trailer. He spends that winter making it run. And in a you know, Midwestern bug, everything rusts out. So like the fuel line rusts out. Like you put fuel in the gas tank it and sleeps. it pours out of the middle of the car. Yikes. It was terrible. It was so terrible. So he does all the brake lines because they're always horrible. He does brake lines and he's, you know, keep my, he's like 14 or 15. So he's kind of getting his head around stuff, which was really neat to see him really engaged in it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, kids are just, you just don't see it anymore, right? No, so it's it's, it's, fully, a, it's a rare thing to 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 get your kid to want to be mechanically yeah, involved with anything, not, right? This is his call, not mine. So he is 
he's all, no, dad, I got to do this thing. So he drives it. He finishes the car, or he finishes it strong. He makes the car run mm-hmm. and drive. And, you know, you've never seen a bigger smile on somebody. I don't care how old you are. Oh, yeah. If you've taken a hell of crap and you, against all odds, you made it run and you drove it. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's like the dead of winter. She's driving it in the snow. It's That's like right. wearing like a parka. So he's now hooked. And he, he gets the understanding of flip life. So he sells it and like triples his money. Nice. So now flip life is like this thing. So we have had, oh man, I want to say 10 cars. Really? I'm not even sure. Yeah. He just keeps, dad, we got to go get this one. You know, and uh, eventually, you know, he can drive and he has his own truck and trailer and everything else and starts bringing them home on his own. But for the first handful, you know, it's me going to go get them. And he's buying them and flipping them and he's making cash. Yeah. Like, so now flip life is like this thing. And because Volkswagens are our thing and we know them, it's easy for us to go, yeah, that car is only a couple hundred bucks or we know what's wrong with that car. There's no surprises. You know, we've, we one car we've bought twice. Really? You know, we, we, we saw it on Craigslist again, bought it again. So, and then flipped it again. So it's, it's been really this crazy cool experience to have with my kid who's, you know, <clears throat> shares the passion for it. And, has is making money you know so he's and another huge part of that is it makes the kids kids start to become resourceful in other words they've got a general problem but then they start breaking down the sub-segmented problems that they have that get attached with things in other words they've got this car that doesn't run well there's 45 steps that you've got to go through to get the thing to run and so you know it's it's funny we, we look at it from the standpoint of like we just take it for granted like that we're just car guys it's what we do but in the process of doing that which is one of the things i was bringing up between mini truckers and volkswagen guys and I think a lot of VW guys, the VW guys don't party as much because they're too busy working on stuff. I mean, <laughs> probably <laughs> because it, it's it, it almost seemed like, for, at least from my perspective, like the mini truck scene versus the VW scene is like mini truck guys were, were like the mall dudes. You know what I mean? And if, and, and if you go back to like, uh, like, um, oh, what's the movie I'm thinking of where they had the greasers and the socias? You know what I mean? It's oh, like. I- but I'm going to say Fast Times at Ridgemont High probably had a good mall scene that was. Oh yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. But you know the 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 difference of the type of individual that's, and I think that's what kind of separates car guys a little bit, where they're the guy, they're the car guys that like they don't want to work on it, but they can work on it if they need to. And that guy is going to be a VW guy before he's going to be a mini trucker because a mini trucker is going to be more concerned about you know his pressed uh, Cavarici shorts. <laughs> and his super clean white high top shoes oh, and his pretty sure thermo- <laughs> yeah the thermonuclear uh sunglasses while the vw guy is just like uh, and the oakley glasses oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah, yeah you're it's just like you were there man yeah it was well, <laughs> listen i was there I was, I was the broke kid in the 200 dollar bug like hey bro why is everybody looking at that store-bought toyota over there while well, i'm over uh, here mobbing out in this primary piece of junk that nobody's oh, giving any attention so to cavarichis dude but when anyway, we, you... so the, the, the kid is addicted at this point to Volkswagens and flipping and he's building this buggy in, in between all of this. Yeah. So and then the 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 barn we pulled his buggy out of the guy has a long body fiberglass buggy, just the body mm-hmm. leaning against the wall. I'm like, hey, man, how much you want for that? So I give him a couple hundred bucks for it. We drag it home. We're all man. This is a, a long body is rare as it is. You know, cheap long body is unheard of. 
So we find it, we find a 76 sun bug, you know, the sun bug was in its day was kind of the super unique. They were all gold. You know, the, I think there's a couple convertibles. Mostly they were the steel hardtop with a convertible, you know, or yeah. with the sun. So they, and they had like the, they had special floor mats and a couple other random things that made them, you know, sun bugs. Anyway, they're probably a restored sunbug is probably worth money. This one was yeah. a rusty pump. So we, we've got it for a couple hundred bucks. It didn't have a motor, but it came with two Subaru motors. So my kid and I are all, hmm, maybe, I don't know. We start researching it and we're all, nah, we're, we're, uh, we're air cool guys. We're not doing right. that. So we Subaru motors and then we eventually sell the body as well. So we, we decide, okay, we're going to build a, um, a low budget buggy. Like what, what's the coolest buggy we can build on a budget? Now keep in mind, we're also building the bus and we're building the, the kid's car, the, his little buggy, and we're recycling, we're cycling through bugs at the time. Yeah. So um, luckily I have a decent sized garage, but my wife continually complains that she's not parking in it because it's full of Volkswagens. <laughs> so we, we start, we start building this crazy bug and, you know, I built my own roll cage. I did my own body work. You know, the kid and I wired it. You know, and it was it was really it was a really fun project. So we debuted that last summer. Um, I painted it in I painted it bright yellow in my driveway. Oh wow! You know, a Harbor Freight purple gun. So nice. if you're the Harbor Freight, yeah. you know exactly it, when that is. Is that the HVLP Harbor Freight or is it the? Uh, Hell yes, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only the best when you go to Harbor Freight. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And a compressor that was like on the bleeding edge of exploding, trying to keep up. Right. So it actually came out really decent. So I, I was really happy with it. Single stage, so it was pretty easy to do. So we, we build that. And my kid mostly drives it. He's madly in love with it. So I, it is, I, I see it around town with his girlfriend in it all the time. I, I barely get to drive it. Nice. So, and we, we find a motor. There's a mad hoarder uh, that on the other side of town, we, we, we grab a bunch of parts from him. We find a motor that's sitting in the dirt, actually sitting in the dirt in the car. Really? It's like the guy went to put it in and it fell to the ground or something. So it's sitting in the dirt, but it's in the, you know, the engine cavity. So we, we jack the car up. The car collapses around the jack. We, we buy this motor and a bunch of other parts for a couple hundred bucks. So we stick this motor in a corner. So we end up putting that motor in this buggy and the bastard starts again and runs great. Nice. So a 1500 converted to 16. So it was that, you know, that 1500 case is not a great case. No. So, but with a stock carb and I'm, I'm a big Protronics guy. So all of our cars are run in Protronics distributors, so all electronic distributors. And we've, you know, everyone kind of gives you the, the, hey, those things have a bad rap. I've never had an issue with them. Yeah, so I, the, think, the I, I think buggy, one, one of the easiest build, one of the easiest updates to a Volkswagen, if you're just first getting into them, is doing the Protronics igniter because there's nothing worse than you leave the key on the list of the stereo and you burn your points out or, you know, totally, your, right. your points loosen up. And, I mean, electronic ignition it makes the biggest difference. It, it did, right? So I've had I've had really really good like so every every one of our cars has a Protronics ignition in it. So anyway, so that the yellow buggy we were bouncing it around and we're all ah, okay. We we're done with it. You know, it's time to send it on its way. So I I put it on eBay as just a test because around here Volkswagens are not worth anything. Right. So I figure something locally means I take a giant hit. Mm-hmm. So I actually I sold it into California. Really. So. A Midwestern built buggy, it, like the capital of fiberglass buggies, is California. We sold one into California, and the the you know it cost the guy probably fifteen hundred bucks to ship this thing. So the the his his uh, premise was it is cheaper to buy your car and ship it than it is to buy one local. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll believe it, oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, that car lives in California now. So, um, and then, so what did we do after that? So we finally get the, uh, the kids, um, buggy running and his dream is to drive it to his high school graduation. Oh, really? And that literally just happened. So him and his girlfriend drove his high school build buggy to his graduation. So he had a graduation, kind of an amazing thing as it is. So yeah, he just did that, which worked out pretty cool. So he was, that was another really big goofy smile thing so in the interim um i picked up a 61 out of a airplane hangar in minnesota that um the guy has had owned since the 80s so in fact as we're loading it up on the truck he apologized for some of the body work that was on it he's all hey i did that when i was 15 right (laughs) okay it's pretty bad but all right so but it's an all original car and we actually got it running and drove it so and then I blew it all apart, and I think I'm going to do a patina car on that one. So, so I started building my own beam, mm-hmm. um, which who knows how well that's going to come out. I'm doing an air beam that may or may not come out good. Um, I sandblasted the pan, <clears throat> um, started the you know, repairs on it. The pan wasn't too bad. The channels are bad, which around here that's super common. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm hoping I do okay welding in channels. That's going to be this winter's project. Um, a few months back, the kid calls me and says, Hey, I found a race car, an X race car that the guy's in trouble and wants to get rid of it. Nice. So we, he brings home a 67, 12 second car, a legit 12 second car. Get out of here. Uh, no, they, we've got slips. So really? I, we actually got hold of the guy who, uh, owned it prior and the thing has slips. So the guy we bought it from decided to convert it to a street car. Um, put snow tires on the back instead of the slicks the car came with. Right. Because pure, it has you know plexiglass windows and no interior and electronic ignition and I mean it, it's a legit drag car. So he immediately blows the transmission up and it locks the wheels. So and he's in trouble. I think he needs money or something. So my kid drags this thing home. So Mofoco has that trans right now. As a matter of oh, fact, really? they're building. So they're so building a trans. Now he bought this car with the motor too. Yeah, it's actually got a great motor, and it fires right up and sounds wicked good. What are the motor specs on it? You know, off the top of my head, I don't remember. I, I want to say it's a 21-something. 21.65? Probably. Um, I have them somewhere because we got them from one of the guys. We we don't know the full heritage. So the car was – it was it was a local raced in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, it was – before that, I think it was in Texas, and I believe it was built in Southern California. So it's it's got some legacy. I would love to know the backstory on this car. So it, maybe I'll I'll get you some pictures of it. See if somebody can yeah for sure. It. We'll get the we'll get if anybody can find it. The Let's Talk Dubs people find it. They'll be able to tell you that. That would be so cool. That yeah. would be so cool. Yeah. So yeah, we've we have a, a pretty fun uh, drag race scene around here the, during summer, obviously. The uh, because it, there's a ton of run what you brung stuff. So yeah. we've got a little airstrip they just converted to eighth mile, and it's it's just flag drop. No no tree. Nice. So and there's a an oval in uh, town just uh, about 40 minutes away that they use part of the so it's probably not even a quarter mile. They use part of that, and then every Friday night they do run with you, bro. And so it's it's a there's a fun drag race scene around here for just whatever you've got. So we're the kid wants to run that car, and then I'm sure he'll flip it as well. Yeah, it's you know I mean the, the, there's just so much the the great thing about the VW scene is there's just 
such an uh, the barrier to entry so low you know a few hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks a couple thousand bucks you're in deep water buying some some mostly complete stuff with a lot of parts and somebody's somebody's broken dream and uh (laughs) (laughs) we've bought a lot of broken dreams we had a pinto powered bug for a while yeah um we sold it the guy who bought it put a turbo on it sent us a picture back hey it came out great we're all good job Okay, because there's nothing grosser than a Pinto-powered bug. It it was just the worst. Well, you know, in those, in with these cars being so cheap to 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 obtain, it's like, you know, you buy something super cheap. You put a couple, you know, you put a winter time of sweat equity in that thing, and you got a pretty cool cruiser come springtime. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's kind of the thing with winter too. You know, and that's not relevant in your world or Southwest. Right. But you know, you you are locked in. Yeah. You know, you have opportunity to go, you know what? I got nothing else going on today and I cannot go outside. <clears throat> so you can, it's amazing what you can build. And every winter I've been here, we've built something cool. We built some bikes, we built some cars, we finished the bus. <clears throat> this year I'm going to finish up the, uh, the patina car. So yeah, it's, there's always, and I guess we're going to finish the drag car if that trans doesn't show up soon. <clears throat> so it's, it's, yeah, you, you have this weird opportunity that I didn't have in California because there's all, you're outside, you're doing stuff, you're riding, you know, so it was a it was really a kind of a disjointed build because of that. Yeah. Here you are really freaking focused on building things. Well, because you no choice. I, I think I think it's one of those you know the closest I got to experience that was when when the whole COVID thing first hit, and we everybody was shut down for like two weeks in the beginning. Yeah. You sure. know it was like I was home at noon <clears throat> and I'm like noon. I feel like I didn't, I didn't, you know, I get to my shop at, at six thirty-seven in the morning, and I get home at noon, and I'm like, "Well, let's get let's get to work on some of the cars in the garage." And it was it was March, so the weather was still good, and I mean, I got a ton of stuff done. And I would think that wintertime over there is going to be a lot like that, where it's like there's not a lot of options well, of what you can do. And, and it's for us, you know, it's really half the year. Yeah. You, know, you are. It is too damn cold to play with cars outside for half the year. So I, I have a big old heated garage. Yeah. And we just we just build stuff, and it's mostly Volkswagens. Nice. So the uh, the kids' uh, buggy is largely done. So I think he's got a couple of tweaks he wants to do on that thing. It came out really really fun, you know. And he's he's a kid, so he had to have like DRL headlights and a push button start, sure. USB port and stuff like that. Isn't that so. Wrong with that? I like okay. a push. I like a push button. This is my Type 34 gear. Had a push button start. Oh, all right, all yeah. right. So yeah, so we had to. It made the it made the harness a little more complicated. Yeah. So the uh, I I uh, he was so adamant on making sure that he drove this thing to his high school graduation. I took a couple of days off of work and wired the car while he was at a baseball tournament. Oh, nice. So it like it worked out really well. So he came back and you know we had all that sorted out. The car fired instantly. You know, and it was a decent runner right out of the gate. So we got really lucky there, you know, considering the motor was kind of unknown origin. Sure. Um, he, he used a four-inch narrowed MP beam on it. Yeah. Which <clears throat> it turned out to be actually a really decent, really inexpensive way to do it. You know, for a couple hundred bucks, you know, and it, it came with tie rods and everything. So he's not done spindles or anything on it. And in fact, it's still on drum brakes. So, but he, he, uh. He, you know, it's his money. It's largely his money on this thing. So he was kind of piecing it together across four years, and the the finished car came out really neat. So that's uh, no, that was really cool. Built his own roll cage. Yeah, the the pictures the pictures you got. I mean, definitely the stuff you the stuffs your the stuff that you're building is not throwaway stuff, and it's definitely 
stuff that that looks good and it, and it, and it kind of teeters on the line of like home built professionally built because it looks good it looks especially oh, a bus. you know <laughs> it you're... teeters on the line of home built at best <laughs> well no no i mean listen the, the, the really really amplified the they, pictures they the pictures of your bus but the, there's also something to that as well and you know and of course i'll be the self-proclaimed uh authority on this but my opinion my two cents for whatever that's yeah. worth is that if a car even it, it, even if someone who builds it themselves if the car is built and it has a theme that's followed throughout and it seems that there's a few little details that people have done it doesn't have to be crazy custom interior crazy this or crazy that it can be simple simple and clean and looking at your bus um i mean it's a simple clean bus i drive it it looks it looks yeah i it, did i did some <clears throat> so, nice you know, it's funny. I was a big Samba guy in the beginning, right? It's this great resource. Right. You know, tons of guys are jumping in to help me and stuff like that. And when I started the, the Cal style portion of the build, mm -hmm. man, that you know, <laughs> dropped off. You heard the door. <laughs> and it's so interesting because I, you know, here's, I think, I think everybody goes through that cycle because when I was building the carbon cab, I started, uh, you know, I started a little build thread on the Samba and I said, uh, you know, uh, Buddy Hell's painting my my crew cab, and then I started a little uh, build thread and started, you know, it's just good to get encouragement and stuff like that from people. Oh, yeah. And then just people get on there and start talking trash. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm like, I I don't need to build anything to prove to anybody. So yeah. kind of it kind it's oh, kind of a bummer because it takes it takes the fun out of like, hey, here's something that I did. And I'll post it on the thing, and someone's got, and that's the that's the internet change that's come into this, to where, um, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, they can, yeah, it, I got well as soon as you started cutting things, man, yeah. <laughs> well, you know you're ruining the value of that, and, and anybody can sit back and, and, and give shit, yeah, and they they can sit back and give their unsolicited two cents of opinion, yes, and yep. and that's the part that makes the internet suck. The part that makes the internet great is the tons of resources that are out there. Yeah, oh, totally. well, yeah I, I'm a marketing guy. So internet is like one of my tools and I'm largely numb to the nonsense, but it was, it was very entertaining to see the complete and total drop off as soon as I started cutting things. So, and I, one of the things I did is I took the, the padding off that dash, which was gross. I, I, there's nothing grosser than padded Volkswagen dashes. Right. Stripped all that off and welded all of the holes closed. They even welded the radio off. So it's this super smooth, super simple looking dash. And I always love that that style of, you know, eighties Cal bugs. Right. You know, everything moved over. You know, my half cars didn't even have doorknobs, right? So the I love that style. I'm fully imprinted on that. Whether that is cool or not, I don't know if I care. Sure. I just like it. Well, so I smoothed out this dash and it came out really, really neat. I was really proud of it. You know, it, like there's guys who were just mortally offended by that. Where are you gonna put your radio? I'm thinking, who the fuck cares? I don't right. care about radio. So yeah, um, that and when I started really, you know, and I made it a, a bench seat, so it was it was no longer a walkthrough. So I welded a bar essentially across the the uh, two seat rails, so that you know the seats, the backs of the seats are kind of a tube with a sheet metal um, piece, you know, welded into them. Yeah. So I welded bar across that and it blended all in and it, you know if you didn't know it would look factory if you know your stuff then obviously it doesn't so i made it essentially you know a bench seat car and i really love bench seat cars like, that'd be really kind of cool so uh, and because i tubbed it as well to get it low enough yeah i'm, I'm tall so i knew that my seat couldn't be very tall or my head was gonna hit the roof yeah <clears> I, <throat> I definitely like the seat that you did i mean it's definitely <clears throat> 
it's definitely the way you have to go once you start tubbing buses, especially if oh, you're yeah. if you're over five foot eight, you're gonna need yep. to to do yep. that. And what I like about the dash is it it's a it, it's it looks it gives it an earlier flavor um, with a smoothed out dash and not having the. Uh, Interesting. That wasn't even my intent, but you're totally right. That and I built a center console. So a center console in a bus is like unheard of. Like you can't do that. That was sacrilege. Yeah. So I got like the beat down on that as well. And it blended in pretty nice. And I, I was pretty happy with it. So anyway. no, it looks, listen, I'm, I, I'm giving you my, <laughs> my unbiased two cents that uh, it's, a, it, it, you know, the, the stuff that you've done is tasteful enough where, it, you know, it's functional. It looks good. It's got a, it's got a clean, a clean vibe to it. You know, I mean, I dig it, you know, if that's worth anything, but uh yeah, I did. Yeah, it, 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 that's the well. That's one of the things, actually. You know, I really miss about this summer is you got to hang out with these kind of like-minded guys, and you know, and talk about thing crazy things you've done to your cars and what they've done, and you know, you know, you always yeah. kind of learn. Hey, that actually that part off of another car actually fits your car and makes your brakes better or something. So yeah, it's it's always very cool to kind of talk. And that's kind of what made me really interested in talking to you. And you know, I've been following your podcast since. Oh man, probably the first or second one. Oh really? So, <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, you know, the same deal. Uh, you, I'm a podcast guy, and uh, and when I was commuting in SoCal, you know, I was on the freeway for an hour and change each way. So you know, you can only listen to K Rock for so many hours. Right. You can only so, hear Green Day nine times, and then you're like, that's right. it. So, no more you know, Green Day. So I, right. So I was a big podcast guy. So I, you know, I carry that over here and, you know, you, you do, you seek out podcasts that support your passions and there was nothing really super interesting on Volkswagens. Yeah. And then I kind of remember I saw something, a post or something that you were doing this. Well, oh man, I totally got to listen to that. And I, I, you know, pretty religiously listened to each and every one of them. And it's pretty fun, you know, cause there's guys like Nate at Wagons West that you talked to that I've talked yeah. to, right? Like, Hey, I kind of know that guy. You know, and there's guys in the scene that some of them that you just totally respect because what they did, you know, and you've talked to a ton of guys that lived that 70s and 80s Cal look scene that influenced right. everything I do. <laughs> yeah. So like, like I'm totally connected to the guys that you're talking to. So and, you know, and like I said, I, I dig a good podcast. It's just it's a great way to to use your time, especially if you're stuck in a car or stuck somewhere. And I travel a ton. So I'm in airports or on airplanes all the time. And well, so it, it's out really well. So I'm a, I'm a fan. So when you said, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, average schmoes who play Volkswagens thinking, Hey, I got a story for you. Well, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. And, and as, and as varied as the story is, a lot of us have it where like, you know, everybody I know that's a VW guy is like knee deep in a project with like, hey, bro, check out this. This just came up for sale. Like we, we all have like this little bit of, you, you said earlier, a little bit of car AD, ADD and it's like. Oh, totally. oh it's terrible. And yeah, I don't terrible. know. You know, I keep trying to think like what is it? And I, and I keep going back to my – I remember the movie that when I saw a car I got so fired up was Corvette Summer. Yeah, totally. Oh, and, and that's the worst car ever. <laughs> but the passion and the story is so good. Well, like when you when you grow up and you look at that car, like, oh, this car, <laughs> you're going back to your six-year-old brain. You're like, this car was so rad. Check this out. <laughs> totally. And then you look at it and you're like, what? <laughs> it's like it's like going back and watching the A-Team. Like you go back and watch the A-Team as an adult. You're like, I really thought this was, <laughs> I yeah, thought this oh, was real. Yeah, it, you know, I, I not terribly long ago, where my daughter loves vintage movies. She loves 80s movies. Right. So I'm like, oh, we got to watch Corvette Summer. <laughs> and we watch it as a family and like we're all 
my God, is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's like such a, a terrible car. Like the story is kind of fun, it's, but the, the, the car itself is really not good. Well, not it's, good. <laughs> it, it's so cheese. And you can tell in the movie Corvette summer, it was like, it was like some coked up, you know, Corvette dude was like, I'll build you the coolest Corvette ever. And it was like, that, Holly, it was, be the best way to explain that car, right? The square headlights for me is right. really what tip over it, is ugly. It was so more. Yeah, I, I feel like at some point we'll have to do a Corvette summer with my kids. Yeah. But it, it's going to be looking like that. Well, it was, it was more, the best analogy that I can do is like, that was a Hollywood design car. Like this would be cool. And that would be rad. And this would be cool. And then you go to like, I was watching Gone. So the the current day version of that, which is completely different, because it's about stealing cars, not building cars. But like yeah. Gone in sixty seconds. But you look at sure. the Eleanor Fastback that was actually designed by uh, a guy. Oh, Foose and another guy designed that car for the movie. So they went to like a car guy to design that, and just yeah. just from that car being designed, spawned a whole business that turned into this huge. Um, oh you know, money laundering deal where some guy <laughs> a million deposits and uh, never gave people their cars, but actually created a whole genre so big it was fastback Mustangs. Car. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great looking car. But that's the difference. Yeah, the uh the you know, there's something about car stuff, you know, you're you're like hooked on that as a kid and it, it impacts your world probably forever. Yeah. Like you don't just stop being a car guy one day. You know, whether it's Volkswagen or Mustangs or whatever. or whatever you're like, you're just, you're that guy. And, and, you know, I, I probably have 10 Volkswagen saved on Facebook marketplace right now. Yeah. I have four cars in my garage. I, the last thing I need is another Volkswagen <laughs> <clears throat> and I, you know, you, there's, you can't even stop it. It just, no. it's just part of your world. That's it, man. Well, man, I listen, I appreciate your story, man. Your, your story is great. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of listeners and i'm and i'm hoping i get a few more listeners that send me some men some entries i'm, I'm to, looking forward to hearing from other fruit bats out there with the vw addiction yeah so now let me ask you uh, now i'm gonna ask you a couple questions because you're in the middle of nowhere wisconsin and <laughs> how do you get short of obviously the podcast where you get your vw fix but so what's your big show that you guys hit out there and do you, you ever head it out out here out west or what's the furthest you're going for a show well, for for us, there's a handful of shows. There's one in Indiana, I think. There's the one that we we won in uh, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and really, that's and it's all of them are kind of a fraction of the size of what you know happened in California. So we're actually thinking, uh, if the classic happens again, right next year, we're going to trailer it out. No, I tell you, the the, the classic's a good time, man. It's uh, yeah. It's- Right. Oh, I've done it. Yeah. So I and my my brother lives in in Chino Hills. So he's out there and he's got a uh, VW thing. My my oldest son is in Tucson. He's kind of on the way. He's got a convertible project and a bay window project. So, you know, there's a connection there along the way. So I I think that's that's what my kids and my youngest and I are kind of talking about doing is trailering the thing out to the classic and just hanging out. We obviously we all are relatives and everything are still out there. Yeah. But <clears> so I think that's kind of what we may do there, but you still have that dream of like, yeah, I just want to cruise my bus down highway one along the <laughs> beach. Like everybody's got that image in their head of yeah. what they want to I, do. I did that in my square back as a kid Yeah, and it was miserable because, you know, being in a modded, very low Volkswagen in the summer, 
it, it just makes heat. Well, with, All you're doing is making heat. Yeah, with so, with one thirty fives and no and no stoppers yes. cut yeah. out and zero <laughs> yes, zero point zero exactly. suspension. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. That sounds like right, a great got, time. Uh, it in yes, it was even as a kid I knew that this was not a good time. So I don't know if I have dreams about doing that in my bus, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you know what? Speaking of fending people yeah. on, on Samba, the one thing I forgot to – I filled in the turn signals on the because it's a high turn signal. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and that was that was the official end of anyone interacting with me on the Samba. <laughs> on the Samba. Dude, you yep. can pound it. You're going to fill in those turn signals. <laughs> We're done That was it. You. That was the turning point. Like I could – that moment in time, they went – screw that guy <laughs> well what's interesting is there you know in the in the late model bus world they the earlier buses they refer to i, I hear some people refer to them as low lights because low lights, i heard right. somebody say oh it's a low light bus i'm like excuse me yeah. and well same with the gears right it's a low right and they well right? that's it's a low yeah, that's where the terminology <laughs> comes it, from, but you know. you know totally and it's uh it's uh, way cooler apparently than a highlight yeah. and you know the <clears throat> the bumpers on the lake bays are not elegant either so no they're quite <clears> big <throat> but if you'll I'm check out those yeah if you go back on my instagram and you look or my i think it, it should be on my instagram where i where i've got a license plate sign that a friend of mine did for me that says let's talk dubs and it's on the front bumper of the late bay that i bought and i bought a late bay oh, camper yeah. <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you right now that was that was like some of the the most fun um you know my wife really dug it and she was like this is fun this is this and, and me i'm driving it it has a it's got a stock 1.8 in it and and i'm doing like 4000 rpm at 61 miles an hour on the freeway and i'm like this thing yeah. needs some yeah. hp in the back and so as i'm driving back we drove my wife and i drove with the buses by the bridge camped in it yeah oh did, too cool did all that stuff yeah. and then you know it was a, it was a late it was late <laughs> bay lowered on brms and uh i got there camped in it drove it back we drove it there and back i mean no test runs no nothing just i bought it brought it to vegas drove it to buses by the bridge cruised it around a bunch had a train horn on it which was wow. i love i loved it <laughs> and I'm, i'll give you my train horn story so i'm driving around my kids <laughs> in a in a slammed camper cruising around and uh, as i'm cruising through vegas i'm blasting people with the train horn and some guy so I blast this dude, and he gets completely startled, gets mad, gives me the finger. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You know it's funny. He's like, no, it's not. And I said, on this side of the button, it's really funny. And so a lot of people don't appreciate the train horn. I don't even have a horn. Yeah, but but when I when I sold the bus, I'm not going to lie. I pulled the train horn out because I, I figured a good time must be had again. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I even have a horn. Though, and I don't know if I care. Oh. Yeah, this one I don't I don't do a lot of miles in this thing. It puts around here, and you know we play with it. I built a, a BMX bike because I, I had a BMX fetish in the '70s and raced and did freestyle and stuff. So I built a BMX bike, a 24 inch Haro, nice. and colored it to the bus because you know that seemed like a, such a good idea. Yeah. So that, you know, you're stuck at a show and you need to get to the other side of it, hit the head, or get a beverage or something like that. The bike actually comes in kind of handy, so that worked out good. No, it's re- uh, listen, man. I think it looks cool with the matching bike and everything. It's a pretty legit deal, and you guys can check it out. Let's talk dubs dot com uh, on the uh, blog post. But uh, for sure, man, I uh, I definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story. And I'm it, sure it was, it was it was really fun. It's uh, it's very entertaining to talk to a like minded soul. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people talk are gonna, about every piece. Yeah, a lot of people get a kick out of it, man. So uh, for sure, man, if uh, you're coming out west or hitting up anybody in the shows, definitely. Uh, 
look look me up and uh i'll for sure send you a shirt for coming for coming to the podcast so i'll send you a Thank shirt you. and some stickers man for sure awesome awesome well i look forward to it hopefully we make the classic and i'll bring the whole family out there and hang out and talk vws and man that would be awesome no that'd be rad it'd be good to meet your brother too cool all right well thank you for uh, inviting me on and for letting me share my crazy volkswagen story and i'm looking forward to your next podcast absolutely if you like this podcast make sure you guys like us on facebook follow us on instagram and also subscribe to our youtube channel well we got some shout outs this week for people that supported the podcast first was uh zachary harrison he's out of conway arkansas he picked up some merch this week man so shout out to zachary for supporting the podcast also rob miller for sending me an email and asking me about the show and it kind of pushed me over there to make sure we got the show it's not a show make sure that we got an event set up for that weekend so bring your volkswagen so there'll be more details unfolding on this uh in the near future so you guys are gonna be pretty stoked don't forget to support our sponsors that sponsor this podcast so if you guys are liking the content that's coming out make sure you support our sponsors okay thanks for listening guys and until next week later a volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house